You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hello and welcome to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. I'm Chris and tonight I'm joined by John. How you doing? Evening. Glad we made it. No, no, not, not postponed. Uh, Storm Desmond hasn't done uh, any damage to the podcast, although it's probably curtailed it a bit, because there's not a whole lot to talk about tonight. Uh, we, we may as well start off with a charity bet, because half of that get cancelled. Aye, <laughs> it, literally, it literally was a charity bet, Yeah, it was one. Aye, and bo- both Queen of the South and Hearts games were cancelled, because I was going to hope at least one of them might go ahead and we might be able to get something, but... Neither of them went ahead, so that was good. And then we had Joe Cardo as the first goal scorer for Dunfermline, and he did get an assist for a back to his goal, but don't get him for an assist apparently. So nothing, nothing, nothing doing this week. It's not really our fault. It's Craig's fault, but um, I'm also going to blame Desmond. Why? Not Dermot Desmond, just Desmond. But but not Desmond the hairdresser. No, no, no. Yeah, that's, a, that's an old a school reference. <laughs> It's all about a lot of folk, I can't go a bit. <laughs> talking about Desmond. Oh, De- De- Desmond's featured a lot on this podcast recently with the Desmond to each. Aye, exactly. See, I think we, uh, maybe, maybe it's us, maybe it's your fault. We've jinxed it by, by not, not saying his name properly. It is, of course, Desmond no. Tutu. So maybe, maybe if we say his name more frequently and more often and correctly, then we'll stop being pressed up with storms named after him. Exactly. And the, to the younger viewers, Desmond Tutu is not the same guy as a hairdresser. <laughs> It's funny, I had this conversation with somebody, who do you actually know is called Desmond anymore? And they're all kind of like 80s and 90s references. Apart from Dermot Desmond. And that's his surname, not his first name. I can't think of anyone called Desmond. Uh, I, don't know it. Well, I don't know anyone, but I remember there was Des on Neighbours. Uh, oh, I tell you what, Des Clark maybe. That's uh, on the, uh, he's in Capital. Uh, the comedian guy always seems to turn up at Scotland games. No. Uh, some folk that are called Derek, sometimes it's called Des or Desmond, but... Uh, Anyway, right, we'll move on to talking about Desmond because quickly raise a prick, <laughs> ruining the football, right? <laughs> and that's no Desmond too, too. That's the prick. It's the, the way I want. It's, 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 it's <laughs> Storm Desmond, right? Let's leave it at one Right, it was only three games in the Premiership and a handful in the War Leagues, so uh, we may as well start with the War Leagues, as that seems to be what we've been doing recently. Aye, uh, well, it was three in the Warlicks <laughs> yep. that, that made it. Yeah, uh, Alwa lost two 0 to Dumbarton, so that was a good result for Dumbarton actually. That was, I think, that was one we maybe mentioned for the, the charity bet actually, because Dumbarton away, uh, Alwa was not a good bet, but I don't, know, aye. I don't remember it was being that good. But. They are playing each other in the cup again. Aye, aye. So, aye, because I suppose that was the the important thing is, uh, uh, I know the cup draw was done already, but. Was that when was the cup draw done? Actually, was that last week? Uh, it's on my birthday. Was that was la- Tuesday? Was it, was it uh, last? Well, it was last week anyway. But uh, they've, they've decided the, the tele games today, and uh, it's it's the least surprising pick ever because they've obviously went well. Celtic away from home, we'll pick them. There's the good game in the, in the round four by Hearts and Aberdeen, so we'll go uh, with that one. Uh, what else have we got? Ah, we'll just go Everox. I uh, I'm quite surprised though. The the Hearts Aberdeen game is going to be a half five kick off on Saturday. That's Oof. just asking for trouble. Oof. Uh, like, aye. It's unusual, though, because usually, obviously, you get your English games at half five. Aye. But, 
Where is it? Is it um, Tynecastle? Tynecastle, right. aye. Uh, obviously, there's going to be a little bit of difficulty getting there if they haven't reopened the bridge by then. Aye. Because <laughs> uh, coming down the East Coast, got there, there's a bit of a nightmare at the moment. <laughs> Not good. So, but yeah, Rangers, what Rangers against Kildenbeath or is it Sundar? Yeah. Uh, well, it's Kildenbeath or Arbroath. And, uh, aye, Arbroath. Just to prove we're doing a podcast on Monday, it's currently 4 2 at Kildenbeath. Right, so it's looking like probably Rangers Kildenbeath. It's, it's looking that way, aye. It's a boring one, especially with Rangers being no, who, who thought that was a good idea to show? I, I would have thought they would at least have decided not to show the Rangers game to try and get more Rangers fans through the door. Or maybe, they, maybe they're just thinking, well, we may as well get viewers because we're Rangers Amster fans and the Celtic fans are looking as well. Aye, don't be <sighs> full crack a hawk. Could have been alright. There was a few I thought were well, alright. I mean, um, there was uh, St. Johnson and... Was that St. Johnson's? Was uh, it was a, it was a, oh, it was a, I can't remember what it was. It was a definitely an old sort of, uh, Premiership fixture that, that, that kind of stuck it, and I'm pretty sure it was that one. Aye, uh, St. Johnson, come on, look. It's a man in party this one, oh, that's not bad. Aye, uh, uh, but there's, there's a few in there, I mean, why, why are they going for a team that's top of the Championship against a team that's struggling in League One? Uh, not, not, not the best choice. I, they've, I say, they've gone for the TV audience. That's that's what it's been. Aye, the other game tonight, Lothian and Thistle Hudson Vale are two 0 up against Huntley, so it's looking good for them. And I would tell you who they're going to play, but I don't know because BBC website has TBC for some of these games. Don't want to win was the Rangers game. I uh, I, I did watch the draw. Uh, I saw the draw. I'm pretty sure it was last track. week. So. I'm pretty sure I saw it was, aye, it was, but, uh, oh, it was Tuesday aye. Tuesday because I had to watch it um, aye you've got Inverness are playing Stirling Albion what else you got here's the draw St George and Kilmarnock then Fairland Ross County then Fairland Ross County might be alright aye uh, you've got Stirling Albion against Inverness you've got Wicker and Lithgow against Queen's Barker Fawford Dundee Falkirk Livingston Morton Dumbarton or Allo against Queen of the South the big tie now was going to be East Kilbride against uh, Lothian H- Thistle Hudson Vale because mm-hmm. one of them is going to be in the fifth round. Going to be first round eh? um, so that's pretty good. You've got Motherwell against Cove because Cove beat former time 4 1. Uh, Hearts against Aberdeen, Airdrie against Dundee United, Stranor against Celtic, Rangers versus, well, it looks like Kieran Beath, St. Mirren versus Partick Thistle, Inver- Inverurie against Arnon, is that to be played? Midweek, I think. Uh, I think so. That was one at four uh, each. They're playing against Hamilton and then Wraith against Hibs. I mean, we, we, we glossed over it a bit there, but that was some result for East Kilbride beating St. Henry's Mere 2 1. It was, aye. So, Lowland League in the, the fourth round. They could even get to the fifth round. So. I know, that's, 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 that's a good wee draw for them. So, well, we'll see how that goes with that. Uh, the other games that went ahead on Saturday was a 4 1 win for Cove Rangers against uh, for Martin United and 4 for Beat Queen's Park 2 1. So that's your, that's your third round round up. Actually, there was, a, the, there was the third round uh, game on Tuesday night as well, which we recorded on the Monday, so we missed it, but uh, Sterling had beat Cumberland Colts 6 0. So that was a bit, of, a bit of a scud in the end. A bit of a doing, aye. Um, but aye, tomorrow night we've got. Barton against Alola and Arnon against Inverurie and then Wednesday you've got Wick against Lynn Lithgow yep. whether, they, whether they beat the weather or maybe 
Aye, there is a, it's, 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 for again. <laughs> it's, it's a bit windy uh, still. Uh, and it can be a bit windy at back in the best of times. So, aye. But uh, aye, it's Dumbarton and Allah is the, the original tie, as is Wick Academy along with Goroes. But the Aaron Athletic are very local works as a replay, so if that goes ahead, it will play a finish. Aye. Oh, aye, aye. Uh, but you mentioned the the other lower league game that was played obviously with a charity bet but the other one was in League 2 there was a game in League 2 it was 3-1 it finished I think yeah 3-1 in Sterling aye so so aye, aye. that's, uh, <laughs> that's the, the, the short and lower league ground up then but uh, obviously there was three games that went ahead in the, the, the Premiership as well. As we said earlier, the Hearts uh, game was scrubbed, so that didn't help, but it was at home in Inverness. Other games scrubbed uh, were the two games that were supposed to take place in Glasgow, uh, Perth at Thistle, Motherwell and uh, Celtic Hamilton, so uh, I had about a boring weekend. <laughs> Not that I was going to the game anyway, but at least I could listen to the radio. Uh, I was well, I was working, so I missed the Dundee Aberdeen game on TV, but... Aye, that was the early kick-off on Saturday. So. Aye, but even then, I think the, the kind of boys that I know that were going to it, I think the pitch inspection was only 15 minutes before kick-off. Really? Oh, that's ridiculous. Which, okay, Dundee and Aberdeen, it's not that far apart, but still. It's far enough. There's folk traffic, plus as well, there's folk traffic from other parts of the country as well. But I thought that was a bit of a bit baffling. If, it, if that's true, that it was 15 minutes before, um, I'm only going to you know, do a word. So... Oh, I think there was a few sort of stories like that. I mean, what, uh, Celtic's pitch inspection was at nine o'clock, and by the time that got cancelled, there was there was boys coming off the ferry. It's an hour, most of an hour here now, and get back on the ferry and game again. Because we've obviously got a big support coming over for Ireland every every home game, so that doesn't help. But I, I don't understand why the Celtic one was at nine o'clock, and I think the one at Tinkers was at seven in the morning. I know, I know, I know, Inverness had a, a distance to travel, but uh, you think you think they could have done pitch inspections as early as possible to help the fans out in fact to be honest half of those games could have been scrubbed the night before because it's not as if we didn't know the weather was going to be bad aye quite possibly at least some game at least some of the games are played aye well we'll, we'll, we'll start off with the Aberdeen game because I'm assuming you've seen the highlights of it. I've seen the highlights at least aye and, uh, did, you, did you manage to see the game seeing I, as you were I, know, I never seen the game I was uh, I think I was doing Christmas decorations or something on bloody weekend but, <laughs> but uh, I think I, I, I think it was probably the, the key point is that uh, Niall McGinn's back on form and that's coincided with Aberdeen playing well again I kind of mentioned that a wee bit last week but that's the, the also as well the, the curse that seems to be over with Dundee being our bogey team because uh, Obviously, we played them twice and Dundee have failed to score against us. Aye, I think bogey teams change for season to season. So. Aye, like Kamarnock are a bogey team this season. So. Aye, um, I don't know who else is here because. No real player, really want more been, ones. Yeah, aye, something form. So far, actually, the. Aye, well, the second quarter's been alright. The last six games has been alright anyway because we've had four wins. But, no, three wins. But, aye, that's aye, well, four games unbeaten, so that's good. And as you said about McGinn, um, he only played one and a half, but that was enough because he can certainly cause a lot of damage there. Um, interestingly, playing on the left, which is something sometimes I, I, I don't like, um, but McGinn's actually quite effective on the left. And likewise with Hayes, mm-hmm. much as Hayes is left footed, when he plays on the right, he, he's alright because the right foot is not just a standing foot, he can actually put in a half decent ball with his right foot as well. Um, 
good thing is as well, I think, even though McGinn went off at half-time, it was kind of precautionary, supposedly. He was kind of doubtful before the game, but McInnes decided to risk him. So whether that was right or wrong, eh, I don't know. Because he's obviously got away with it, hopefully, in terms of there's no kind of long-term injury that I've heard of. But I had, McGinn's a player that just said it so many times. If he's on form, then Aberdeen are always going to be eh, creating chances and scoring goals. So it would be really important to get him tied up but uh, the fact that Northern Ireland are going to the, the Euros might mean mm-hmm. he might want to wait and see whether uh, he wants to maybe take a chance at a, a bigger club it can be a bit of a short window these tournaments it can be I mean if we get decent money for him then maybe but I think it'd be, it'd be a massive loss uh, ok Paul came on at half time uh, and played really well Paul just kind of seemed to carry on from where McGinn um, kind of finished but not McGinn would be a kind of massive loss I still think I maybe Celtic were a bit too hasty to get, letting him go he'd uh, probably get in the team now I think aye. at the time it was the right decision for both but I think now aye, McGinn would probably be in that team no bother Stephen, you'd even make a case for Hayes um, being in my shout the game as well Definitely. Um, the, the two of them, they, I mean, the two of them are on form. That's superb. Also, as well, even though they both play white out wide, you quite often see them doubling up on fullbacks. Mm-hmm. Quite often, they could have both be over there, um, and that works out really well. Um, also, as well, but mentioned it last week about the second half and how the kind of confidence was back. Certainly, from what I've seen of the highlights in the first half, again, kind of looked much more confident over. The, even Eric, all our players looked kind of really incisive. Uh, pressing, pressing was superb, um, and then you've got Rooney just again popping up with a goal um, at the back post. So all good. Plus as well a clean sheet. Mm-hmm. So aye, good times. I uh, the only negative that I seen in the highlights was, was I suppose it's the referee. Uh, there was that free kick that Dundee got on the edge of the box. Aye, now. Uh, the, the the sports scene pundits last night were trying to make out that it was quite hard to see and uh, it was close, it was it was kind of on the line so you can see where the referee might have given. I'm not going to get what the referee offers easily. That I think he had a perfect view of it. The contact was on the ground. It was it was it was pretty. I mean, he obviously knew it was a free kick, but it looked to me like it was an obvious decision in the box. So oh, I I think uh, anyone that I spoke to uh, said I we got away with one there, but. I think even okay that could have changed the game, but overall I think Aberdeen certainly deserved to win. Yeah, I oh, know. I, um, I wouldn't take it away from Aberdeen. I think it was certainly like Aberdeen were by far and away the better team in the first half. I think Dundee were better in the second half, but Aberdeen were very resilient and what, it, was, it was very hard to break them down. And it was a lot like Aberdeen earlier in the season because Aberdeen were quite hard to score against previously aye, until uh, St Johnson found their way through. But um, aye, they looked a lot, a lot more like Aberdeen from the earlier in the season. Aye, both, both teams certainly created a lot of chances though, but I don't know what's happened with the Dundee just now, because certainly when you look at their, their attacking uh, side of their team, there's players there that are all kind of capable of scoring goals, but only kind of thin maybe, like Stewart's creating goals, but he's not really getting in amongst the goals, and I still think, I mentioned earlier in the season, I do think they miss uh, Kevin Thompson, big style, when he's not playing, but they don't, have, they don't really have anyone to replace him. Um, I also think as well when Harkins plays, Okay, he's kind of maybe not the fittest of players, but 
I think I always think Harkins offers Dundee more than what McGowan does, and I like McGow- I like McGowan, but I think McGowan's very very inconsistent. Very he blows very hot and cold, uh, and then defensively Dundee at the moment just they really don't they don't seem to be up too much. No, I think that's what's letting them down more than anything else because they're, they're not really playing all that badly. They're no, just they're leaking they're goals, and that doesn't help them. Aye, and they're not like, like, certainly against Aberdeen. Like they're not getting as many goals as they probably should. So, aye, it's a bit like their neighbours across the road, Dundee United. Oh, uh, aye, aye. We'll, we'll move on to that game, shall we? Because uh, that aye. was yet, yet again that was a matter of Dundee United battering their team and only managing to get a single goal. And aye. again, it was from the penalty spot, and again, it was Billy McKay. It's like the same story every week, isn't it? Yeah. We've kind of mentioned it last week, but again, I do think even more so on uh, Saturday. What the man was sent off after twenty five minutes? It was something like I should have for Celtic. I should point out. Um, I thought, really to be honest, I, I thought that was a wee bit harsh. And I, I, I know, I know, I know why it's been given, but it looked to me like the ball had flown past McGowan when Finlay took him out. I don't think McGowan was getting on in there. It was, I mean, it was. I think it was a stupid challenge, and there's no doubt it was a penalty. I think the red yeah. card was harsh. Well, I, I don't like but that rule anyway, but I know it's a, it's. I, and it's it's it's, a, like, it's in the rule book. If if a referee has deemed that McGowan's getting an end of that, there's no doubt it's a red card for me. But I don't think McGowan was getting an end of it. So I'm I'm going to I know I'm saying I'm defending the Celtic man here, but uh, <laughs> I, 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 I do think there was a, there was a there was an element of that, and I, I, it's I, it's hard to criticise the referee in this one because it's very much a judgment call. But I'm I'm going to say I call it differently for the referee. That's I think that's Aye. all I can really say about it. However, uh, possibly in the second half they should have had one for the fill on spill. Yeah, and I'll give the referee the benefit of the doubt with this one as well. So because sports scene did a really good job with us. There's no way he sees it. He's, he, there's, a, there's several bodies in the way, uh, and it's the angle that uh, I think it was Connolly was filling spittle. The angle he's pulling at him is sort of in line with the, the referee so that it, he's pulling him in a direction he can't see properly. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, again, I'll give the referee the benefit of the doubt that he didn't see it. But again, oh, if, he, if he does give it, it's a red card because that's a goal-scoring opportunity. Yeah. Um, but there's been, a few, there's been a few cases this season whereby uh, teams have gone ten, down to 10 men and they've held out and got results. Yeah. It's, it's not been the first time, there's been a few occasions, but... And, to be fair, Kelly could have got more. They, I mean, they hit the post, I think it was Slater hit the post. Aye, yep. There was a tap-in, I thought Boyd missed badly. Yes, at the back um, post, yeah. At the back post. I obviously, did get they did score the, the first goal, which was a cracking goal from, uh, cracking ball from McGuinness. It was, yeah. To, to, to give him the credit, but um, aye, it was... It's, I mean, Dundee United again had their chances, and it never quite worked for them, but uh, aye, they could but, easily have lost that game. Aye, there was a big one at one all where Mackay was through and goal. He had two defenders mm-hmm. kind of chasing him, but he hit it straight to the keeper. Don't know if you remember that one. Aye, aye, it was a, it was a poor finish in his half. Uh, but so, uh, if, if he's, he's against the score, I think he's doing all he can. Though. I mean, he's, well, aye, he's the one getting all the goals. Was there some start that was like a thousand minutes or something now in the league? Dunn United have gone without anybody other than Mackay scoring. I probably spoke last week about how he was the only one that had scored for yeah. a, a kind of while. End, end, uh, end of August. I remember the start last week, but aye, I mean, they mentioned it was over a thousand minutes now. That's certainly, aye. Cinema Pongo featured, don't know whether he was any good, it's hard to tell from the highlights, but yeah. maybe that could be a partnership in the making, but still the problems is uh, at the back, because you would think uh, having the man advantage, they would have been a bit kind of stronger at the back, but they were still, as you say, 
Kelly could have won it near the end. That was the really annoying thing about sports scene. Rather than extend highlights for the three games that they could show, they just cut sports scene in half an hour. Aye, aye. So we still only got five minutes. Due to contract. Aye, aye I think it is. Five aye. minutes, but that's pathetic. Running, I know. It's like somebody needs to sort that out. Because it's ridiculous. Uh, it could be a whole lot better. Aye, I mean, if that was the case, they could have at least show a bit more than they did Barton Alloa highlights. Maybe they didn't have cameras, like, though. Well, there must have been something there, because they showed the goal. So it must have been. Something there. Someone filming it. I don't know um, if I did. Oh, well. I suppose the old, maybe positive is at least Dundee United got a point for them. And we've both mentioned it. They are they are certainly looking better on the par line and certainly going forward, I think. They could do a win. They could do a win and they could do with somebody other than McKay scoring. If they can get those two things, then they might start picking it up. At the moment, it's, it's, it's almost a monkey in their back that they've got to make sure you get off. But, uh, aye. aye, so we'll see. I want to say it's a point, so it's just better than nothing. But uh, it could have uh, been worse. Could have been better. Aye, should go back. I forgot to say about the Aberdeen game uh, with the starting lineup. Apart from Ward, it was two to eleven, which uh, probably is a rarity now with squad numbers. Who's number one? Uh, Scott Brown's probably number one. I oh, know. Aye, aye. No, actually, he might not even be. Linefield might still have the number one jersey. But I, Danny Ward's number 19. Is Langfield still on the books? No, no, but... But it might, it might still, he was the last one to sign it. Well, I think he was still at Aberdeen at the start of the season. Mm-hmm. So he would have still had the number one jersey. So actually, probably the number one jersey's empty. Might, aye, might be empty. Uh, okay. I'm pretty sure Brown's 30, I want to say. Might be wrong. Alright, so we'll, we'll move on to the, the other game of the day, which was... Um, well, how many times have you watched a, a player shut down a goalkeeper and the goalkeeper just puts it up the park? And you think, why do people keep doing that? And then you see a like, well, has been shutting down the keeper, getting the deflection and banged it into the goal. He got, he got his award though, didn't he? Huh? It's, that, that proves it's worth doing. Definitely. Definitely. i seen it about 12 years ago in Europe. Larson done it on a goalkeeper. I think it was a Villarreal keeper. And the referee disallowed it because the, the, the goalkeeper had blasted it off his arm. Right. And we were raging. What was it about they cut his arm off? I know, I always like players doing that. Like, especially as well with keepers. I mean, because some keepers shock them with a ball at their feet. Aye. So, you may as well. May as oh, well have aye. a goal. Just one man. You've still got another nine men to defend. It's getting rarer and rarer that you see a goalkeeper who's actually, who panics when the ball's at his feet. I know it was it was more common when they first introduced the pass back rule. Like goalkeepers would panic. Definitely, yeah. But certainly since we mended it on just that, mid nineties. Early nineties. Ah, I ah, probably the, the subjects of keepers as well are good with their feet as uh, was it Rogerio Senic, Jenny, the Brazilian keeper, retired this weekend. Uh, the goal scoring yeah. keeper, aye. Some like hundred and twenty five career goals. <laughs> Sorry for a goalkeeper. That's probably, that's probably more than Kenny Miller. <laughs> that's a <about> horse. <laughs> Well, it's been obviously got a battle up with that one, but um, it is, his second goal was a nice curler, although maybe the goalkeeper was a bit suspect for that one as well. I thought so. Aye, straight through him. I th- straight through I, I'm, I'm going to assume that the swerve was what confused him. Aye. But uh, I mean, full credit to Willisman, he, he was on form. But, um, aye, I think he'd scored the previous week as well, I think. Aye, it was, a, it was an odd game, this one, because... St. Johnson were 2 up and apparently cruising and yep. then somehow Ross County got himself back into the game now this, seems, this seems to be a, a, a trait of Ross County he's a good at calling himself back 
it's, was, well, it's also it's also a trait of St Johnson himself, but uh, it's not the first time I've seen Ross County looking down and out in the game, and they've started pulling themselves back. It. They did that against us up in Dingwall as well. Like they were, we were, we were, was it two or three? Well, two or three goals up, I think maybe. Yeah, yeah. And then Ross County scored, and then and then all of a sudden Ross County were were all on top of us, and it aye. wasn't until we got another goal that we all thought we'd settled again. I think certainly when it went to two all, momentum was certainly with Ross County, and you thought they they could have probably got the winner. But mm-hmm. St Johnson yet again uh, continued to impress. Great resilience, uh, guaranteed again both teams to score. Yeah, uh, I've worked out that sixteen of their games have been both teams to score in the league. There we go. So they've only one occasion they've not been not had the both teams to score, and that was they kept a clean sheet. Well, the, the, uh, the Ross starters... County have had nine. Both teams just games. There you go. Well, the, the start on, on sports team was that uh, that's St Johnson won seven straight away games. Yep, aye, in all competitions, yeah. That's so just, five in the league and then two in the cup. And Ross County haven't failed to score at home in the league. So who was who was the last team to beat St Johnson away for, uh, when they were away from home? Celtic, I suppose. Because I know we beat them at Celtic Park, so I can't think if they've lost a game since then. We're, we're due to play them again next week, actually. We're up in McDonald Park this time. So. Aye, you'd probably rather play them there. Uh, aye, the, the, the form they're in, probably. It's a big price, price out of Celtic Ben as well, they've not got their fans on the back. Aye, the, the, the last time we were at uh, McDermott Park, it was it was a bit of a dire game. It finished nothing each, but it was that James Forrest miss right at the end. <laughs> that no, was the end of last St. season. St. Johnson are always a team, I think, if there's a team that's going to take points off Celtic, St. Johnson. They've had, yeah. they've had a few. The last couple of seasons, they've won at least one game, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think they have. So they're certainly always a team, I think, aye. And if, if it was to happen that Aberdeen are to beat Hearts and uh, St John's would beat Celtic, uh, maybe only one point, point behind, down. okay, you would still have games in hand. Uh, but it's all mental, kind of hand, but, One game in hand. Yeah. Aye, aye. And then it's... And we'd better put Aberdeen seven in front of Hearts. So, big weekend with top four. Aye. Um, obviously playing each other. Uh, is it the Aberdeen game on the telly by any chance? Uh, uh, half 12 kick-off on Saturday. So there's a good chance Saturday. it is. Aye, uh, I'll be I'm working anyway. I tell you what, that's a good weekend for the telly then. Aberdeen Hearts on Saturday and St. Johnson's Celtic on Sunday. It's definitely, oh, I mean, that's the kind of, it's that's kind of weekend that, that like, the TV should be kind of promoting. Cause oh, if, uh, see, if, it, if, it was, if the English week had the top four playing in one weekend, they would oh, aye, be exactly. battering it to death with marketing um, this, this entire week. I bet we don't hear about it until about Friday. And, and that's no, we'll hear, about, sorry, we'll hear about it on Thursday because Celtic are playing uh, away at Fenerbahce on Thursday night. So that'll be the first I, time MD mentions it. I don't even read the papers, so I, I don't even know whether there's... I just don't bother with papers anymore. But even as well, if you look online, um, it's not as if there's any big deal about it. But I check the BBC website, I check... Um, I occasionally check Sky Sports, but I've checked the SPFL website, but there's... We just, there's just, we've said it before, there's not enough done just to kind of promote our game. No. In there, as you say, it's the, it is the top four. It, it's the, the top four are kind of pulling them away from the, the rest of the league. In the rest of the league, there's only 13 points between them. Yeah. Uh, fifth place and bottom, so... Yeah, and there's nine between Celtic and St. Johnson, so... Uh, be an ideal t- time to promote it, though, if there is. Actually, that's the best way to put it. St. Johnson are nine points behind Celtic, and they're yeah. eight ahead of Hamilton. And Hamilton so below them immediately. Even if St. Johnson won, in, I mean, if St. they're like it, they're like it as well. If St. Johnson won, they're yeah. only six points behind Celtic. Aye, it's not far and away. No far away. So, 
which would make it really okay. I, I obviously would like that to happen anyway. I'm an Aberdeen <laughs> fan, but it'd be good for the league. Ah, it would be really good for the league is if Hearts and St Johnson come on. But you're not going to say that. <laughs> I well, Hearts could Hearts could win that week if they want. Well, uh, but not this week. Well, that's I mean, if, if Hearts can beat Aberdeen at uh, Pedrodri, then there's a point behind you. There's a game in yes, hand. So, aye, it's, it's it's all very it's all very interesting. So, aye, and especially as well, the, okay, the, the cup game is what the ninth of January, but it's not that far away. So, see, that, that, that's the challenge for the media this week. Go and talk up our game for the entire week and stop yeah. talking about where Mark Warburton's gone next and stop linking them with every sudden job that's on the thing. Aye, what did Sutherland was at it again last night? Aye, yeah, yep. Linking him with Swansea or something. Like that. Aye, I think it was Swansea. Yeah. Um, where, where are they getting all this, these rumours for? They're making it up. Nobody has contacted anybody to say they want to talk to Mark Warburton. It was, it was actually quite funny listening to Mark Warburton denying he was going to take the job last week. I'm thinking, ah, well, you may as well, I may as well deny him taking the job because I've had as much contact. <laughs> aye. It's also quite funny watching the different reactions between the what the, the Celtic fans and the Rangers fans because the Celtic fans are uh, raging that the media keep trying to make uh, Mark Warburton relevant to everything, as if uh, as, uh, they must have to talk up Rangers by linking it with everything. Meanwhile, the Rangers fans are mumping and moaning that their manager keeps getting linked with everything. Well, yes, it's it's going to be interesting in January because obviously they've had to pay back their loan. Well, they've not had to, but they've chosen to. They say. Mm. Um, so, is there any kind of budget? Warburton seems to. Say, think that it's not going to affect the budget but where's the money coming from? <laughs> I've stopped speculating on where money's coming from uh, if someone could, if someone knows then let us know we could, we could need, need money for fixing the stadium for one thing aye well, that as well yeah. I mean that's, that's a danger to, to, to this podcast because the section that get evacuated Craig was in it aye so we've got to look at it for our own there <laughs> so, but aye definitely a big weekend for the league um, Definitely. So uh, uh, we'll, we'll come back to the we'll come back to the Premiership chat uh, for the, the predictions later, and we're, we're picking a bet as well. Because uh, the other bit of news, obviously, with the the, the bad weather this weekend, is uh, the, the the usual why don't we play summer football discussions? Now, usually I just ignore it, but then apparently Stuart Regan of all people has come out and commented on. Uh, I'll read what he actually said on the BBC website. I'll try and sift through Chris McLaughlin's uh, additions and just go with the quotes. Because uh, what Regan actually said was along the lines of um, nobody likes missing games due to poor weather, nobody likes playing in those conditions, not least the kids, coaches, referees and so on. My starting point would be what is summer football? What do we mean by summer football? At what point do you start and finish your season? What I think we need to look at is perhaps some kind of mid-season break where maybe we can start the season a little bit earlier and take advantage of the good weather, the light nights, finish the season around the same time or a little bit later, but have that break in the middle, possibly after Christmas. Okay, Stuart, is this after Christmas now? No. This, is, this was December 5th and 6th, the weekend. Uh, uh, that's nowhere near Christmas, Stuart. So your mid-season break would have had absolutely no effect on this, winter, on this uh, weekend whatsoever. So, aye. yet again, one of our administrators is talking absolute nonsense. Aye, there has, but he has mentioned summer football as well, so he's maybe just it's maybe just not been quoted very well. Because his, idea, his idea seems to be to have a big break, which is, is maybe an it's option. One option. It is one option, they do it in Russia. Yeah. They have a three-month break. 
Aye, because they, they they used to have summer football and yeah. they switched a couple of seasons ago to, to go to the the winter sort of calendar that the rest of Europe has because they're trying to compete in the Champions League kind of yeah. level. So they, it makes sense for them to do it. Now, the other option is we go the other way because we don't compete at that level and we should just go and do what the Scandinavian countries do. Because Scotland, it's not technically a Scandinavian country, but we the same bloody weather. Yes. I dare say, well, in the same article, there's talk that supposedly three quarters of Scotland's top flight clubs would consider summer football. Um, so, I think it's something that probably tested out at youth level. I think someone mentioned it last night in sports scene. It would be maybe a good idea for teams involved in the you know, youth level to be playing summer football could it help their thoughts start playing in better conditions. But then it's not going to help them if eventually they end up playing a proper season and then they can't play when it's raining. I Mind know the good chance. It's not as if the weather's even great in the summer anyway as well sometimes. But here's here's where the lack of knowledge comes in for all these pundits. So we already do it. If you check the women's football calendar. It's summer football. They already play kind of March to November, I think it is. So they, they're already effectively trialling summer football in Scotland. So maybe maybe it, it is getting trialled that way, but uh, yeah, definitely see arguments for it, especially the fact that it's not as if a lot of our players are, are playing it the likes of the Euros or World Cups and stuff like that. Plus, generally with things like that, the leagues would just be altered anyway because Scandinavian countries like Sweden and Denmark, they've kind of certainly played in Oh right. tournaments oh in right. recent years and I've had to have had some sort of break I would think yeah, it doesn't affect um, them obviously right, Sweden are usually pretty good at these tournaments for instance and they've got their, their summer calendar so. so it's certainly an option the, the Russian one's quite an interesting one because um, if you were talking about summer football probably also the talk is there's still a talk again about maybe a restructuring the league Russia have the 16 team league with teams playing twice against each other with 30 games so yeah, and I, I, I think that's the only realistic way to do it. You need to go to your 16-team league and have less games, and that's the thing that will kill it, because there's another aspect of this that, that Stuart Regan goes on about, is um, we have to look at the impacts on clubs' cash flow before deciding whether or not that's possible, and looking at perhaps how payments are smoothed out. So he's obviously focusing on the cash side of things, which I can yeah. understand. I mean, we, we, we're already running the shoestring budgets for most of the clubs, so we don't really want to be getting to the point that we're cutting games and moving the calendar about, which then drops income. But I don't think it would, because if you're playing in better weather, you would hope the crowds would go up. If yep. you're playing through the summer, you don't have the English Premiership to, uh, to compete with, so you yep. might actually get more money off a television deal, because suddenly you can go to Sky and say, look, we've got a product you can show when your English teams aren't even on. Absolutely. Surely that's a good thing. Show football. Right. And there's been a big problem in terms of Doncaster and the deal he's negotiated anyway at the moment. That it's not great, but, but I believe that a lot of the kind of smaller clubs are just happy to have some sort of deal, as opposed to maybe going in and saying, look, let's try and get a better deal for the clubs. It's all down to, again, as we've spoken about promote, just promoting Scottish mm-hmm. football. It's not, it's not that bad. Um, it's well, I mean, maybe, you, you... We've maybe We've maybe not got the players we used to have, but maybe it's for the better, because there's teams that are, that are doing well some of the kind of so-called smaller teams um, that have thrived certainly in the last kind of few years with mm-hmm. Rangers not been in the top flight. I, th- I actually think the football's got better in Scotland since Rangers dropped out of the league because th- there's almost this freedom that the teams now play 
on the deck to try and play free-flowing football. I don't know if it, it might have nothing to do with Rangers dropping it the league. It just happens to be a coincidence. I think teams are, trying, are watching the likes of what's happening in the continent. They're trying to play the way Barcelona play football. And the, like, you don't get hoofball anywhere near as much in Scotland as you used to, even like five, ten years ago. Where teams are just hoofing up the park. Yeah, no. Like, like, a, lot of, a, few teams. a lot of the top flight are actually quite good to watch now. Now, the technical ability of some players still leaves a lot to be desired at times. But there, there are, I would happily watch most games in the, the Premiership, no bother. And I've, I, have, I like the Friday night slot especially, because usually the wee guy's in bed and I can actually sit and watch a game of football for a change. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's certainly better than trying to watch it at lunchtime when I'm usually out of the house. Like, I mean, I didn't, I didn't see the Dundee-Aberdeen game this week because I just wasn't in. But it's like 8 o'clock at night, I'm usually in the house. Aye, we'll see what happens though. Um, but it's it's definitely worth a, definitely worth more worth exploring more um, whether to change the season. Yeah, and there was a cup. There was a couple. Could of benefit things. the teams. Could benefit the teams in Europe as well. It could do, yeah. aye, because you could, you either start the season earlier, at which point you're actually up and running for when the the qualifiers start, or yeah. you switch to summer football in your mid season when the qualifiers are on. Either way, possibility as well with a bigger league, it gives more youngsters a chance because teams yeah. are feel a bit more freedom to. Not be a scared or scared to get results, or they don't get results. I I used to think as well when players that played in Scotland still had a chance of getting fit for Scotland that a top sixteen team league would help the national team as well because there's more players to choose from. But yeah, uh, that that assumes you pick somebody for Scotland though. Exactly, <laughs> that's what really happened. No, it's, 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 I can see both sides of the argument because uh, as I said last week, I used to not really like the split or like the twelve team league, but I could, that there's been parts of it in the last couple of seasons I think have been alright uh, we spoke obviously last week about the, the relegation side which we don't like yeah. the way they work that out but it's it's worth noting that, uh, that there, there was other aspects that Stuart Regan also mentioned like he, he said um, along the lines that something has to be done to try and deal with fixture congestion which kind of flies in the face of what Neil Doncaster was saying when he's in it when he ever gets asked about these sort of reconstruction ideas because he's always wanting to keep the number of fixtures the same Whereas Regan seems to suggest too many fixtures, so we need to drop it. That would tend to push you towards a 16-team league. Um, but he also mentions that the SPF... Uh, this article also mentions the SPF are set to announce changes to the League Cup format. But Regan's ruled out giving a European place to the winners of it, which is annoying, because that's yeah. one of the good, that was one of the, the things they should introduce to it. Because it's always annoyed me that some team that finishes fourth in the, the league or even the Scottish Cup runner up gets a place but the winner of the League Cup doesn't I like the I like the European place going to league and consistency over the, the season as opposed to just maybe a, a team winning four games ok I know the Scottish Cup's not much more but Aye. that's, that's uh, the problem I, I've got I, like, I think I, I like I quite like rewarding the teams that, in the league my, my preference would be to reward winning so, my order would be, it goes to the Scottish Cup winner, if the Scottish Cup winner's already qualified, it goes to the League Cup winner, if the League Cup winner's already qualified, it goes to the League. That would be my order, but I don't think they can even run it like that. There's no reason they can't, no, because the idea is it's supposed to be the Cup, and if, like, uh, the National Cup, which is run by the SFA, if the SFA don't use that place because the team that's won it is already qualified for Europe, it reverts back to the SPFL, it should then be up to the SPFL where that place goes. There's nothing to stop them saying, we'll give it to the League Cup winner. I disagree with you a bit. I know they used to do it, but I just think the Thurling Cup's okay, much as Aberdeen won it uh, recently. 
it's just it's just not the same. It depends what they do with the format, I think, because it's quite possible you could end up playing more games to win the League Cup than you do for the Scottish Cup. Aye, but I think I, st- I do think that it might be this kind of the regional setup to start with. Aye, possible. And that that in a way might okay for the the smaller teams. I they'll like it, but it just maybe gives it excuse for the bigger teams and maybe playing weakened teams more early on because they think. I will just save our players for the for the games unless the group stages of the tournament were to kick off the season, which which which, are, which would be all right because instead of playing maybe six friendlies whereby some of them are useless, you're starting off with the league cup and you're getting local derbies going, which should hopefully get good crowds, and it's a way to get match fit before the league season starts, but. There's going to be maybe, well, the possibility of some teams being involved in Europe as well. When would they play it? Would they play in midweek? Would they play it at the weekend? Yeah. Well, no, if you were going to involve everybody, you couldn't play it in midweek because we'd have teams qualifying for Europe. And if you leave those teams out, you're taking out your best teams for the tournament, in which case you want to watch it. So I, I think I think to do it properly, you need to do the League Cup and then have your 30-game 16-team league. I think it needs to be coupled with the league reconstruction, but that's me. I don't, it's not going to be because we're going to get a new uh, format as of next season so we'll see what comes of that I should point out that Regan also goes on to say across Europe the 54 countries already have a plan and that's for the winners of the domestic cup and the top ranked teams in the domestic league except in England Stuart because they give the league cup winner a place in Europe it's funny but we're so good at copying the things that they do in England but then suddenly when it doesn't suit their little uh, agenda they forget Conveniently forget England even exists. I I think though that's I'm only going by thinking of playing football manager that there's no many leagues I think that have two cups. The no. French league I think has two cups. I think the German one's got two as well. Has it? Yeah, I think so. And then I've, obviously England and Scotland and I think see I thought the German just had a main one and. Mm. Are, I, I thought so, but there's they they are, are, they there are, are two cups. They have a super cup match, like a chat, like community shield type match to kick off the season. Yeah. Aye, they've got that, but there's another one. Is the, the the Germans have a league cup of some sort? They don't. Have, it doesn't get any prestige whatsoever. It's almost like a kind of Glasgow Cup, I think. Uh, but it might French, even be youth that plays it. I'm not sure. I think the French have a kind of league type cup, um, as well as their, their national cup. I thought it was just kind of. Like the British Isles team uh, countries that had a league cup, but it turned out there was more, and I think you're right, the French is one of them. There's more than I thought there was. So, uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe this week could be a big week of change for Scottish football. I'll wait and see. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to hold my breath, but uh, we shall see what happens. So, yeah. Right, we should probably move on because it's nice to have a topic to talk about for a t- That's two weeks in a row, we've managed to talk about something as well. Aye, move on that's, to that's Europe. Good. Yeah, we need to move on. We will very briefly talk about Europe because Celtic are bowing out of Europe this week because they're uh, four points behind Ajax. We'll definitely finish bottom of our group uh, and they're in Turkey this weekend. Or this Thursday, sorry. uh, To play Fenerbahce. Uh, It's it's completely meaningless to Celtic, but Fenerbahce need to win to keep Ajax at bay. And if they win and Ajax also win, then Fenerbahce can top the group. So. The three teams above Celtic have all got something to play for in this group, but Celtic have uh, absolutely nothing. I see that Celtic fans have been warned not to wear colours in the city. Which, Ugh, I've seen that a few times. Uh, but kind of, I never realised as well until I kind of read that that there'd been a, I think there was a explosion in Istanbul recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, I heard about that, no. 
It's, 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 it, I, I wouldn't be going to Turkey, I must admit. I mean, the, I know that there's obviously international incidents at the other end of Turkey, because given it borders Syria. But um, I mean, obviously, there's also the, the incidents between Turkey and Russia, which are probably is. There's all of that, and you couple that with the 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 whole thing on Twitter about the knives and stuff, which turned into yeah. a really funny hashtag. That's not a knife. Um, but uh, funny enough, nothing nothing really came of that. The Fenerbahce fans when they were over in Scotland were fine. Well, I think there was it was Ajax fans were a problem. Exactly. So. So there, I must admit, there is a very small part of me thinking Celtic should just toss this game and screw Ajax. <laughs> but but uh, I, 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 I wouldn't want Celtic to go and not try to win. But um, what kind of team do you put out? I'd put the boys out. Oh, I was looking into this earlier, and there is very little damage going to be done to our coefficient if we lose, because we're pretty much ranked where we were last season. But the the year that drops off from the, the coefficient from last season to this season is only about two points anyway and we've already got slightly more than that now so we're actually a couple of uh, sort of coefficient points better off now than we were last season already so we're not actually going to do any damage whether we win, lose or draw at which point I'm thinking we may as well develop a few players maybe I, I wouldn't get a chance maybe it's kind of hard to tell it's kind of hard to tell who he might play but you know, I mean, you look at Kieran Tierney, he's obviously been developed through this uh, campaign and he's been one of the highlights of it because he's come in, played a few games in, in, both domestically and he played in Europe and he's been he's been really good. So it's you kind of want more of that and I know Ronnie Dyla's remit when he first came in at Celtic was to try and get more out of the youth academy. So this to me is the perfect opportunity. The game doesn't mean anything. We're not going to do any damage whether we win or lose or draw. Give it a go. See what I, you can I, do. I, I wouldn't go whole. I wouldn't go whole uh, cell changes here because you want a kind of experienced core to the team. But a few changes here and there might be might be worth a go. Yeah, I thought that when Dyla came in, that certainly there'll be more youngsters getting a chance. But maybe the quality is not there. I suppose there is a possibility. I don't know. I don't. That's the answer. I just don't know because, let's say, I've I've only really seen Tierney coming into the team. Um, like you say, Nesbitt is the one that's been talked up. Um, but I, th- I don't know if there's anybody else in, in, in the youth squad. I've not really been keeping up with the, the youth squad. Really. I know they get cuffed off uh, Chelsea last week, and the, the development squad. It was a development squad, so it was one of these sort of the sender reserves kind of game. Borector played in the game. Kind of. <laughs> Aye, I didn't even know he was fat. I'm surprised he's, fat. he's probably injured it enough now because he's played the game. So. But similar to the case of Aberdeen, do I? Uh, last year, obviously, you won the league, but yet the majority of the squad get released. There's been the last couple of weeks. Aye. There's been Story and Ross have been involved, but they're just coming off the bench for the last couple of minutes. But that, that's going to happen. So that was like these, these what Celtic's youth squad has done more for Ross County than it has for Celtic. <laughs> Half the Ross County team these days seems to be like former Celtic youth. Yeah, I think the the, the player that I think's doing the best out of the ones that. Won the league last year as the captain, Gibbons at Livingston. Mm-hmm. Okay, got a bit of criticism for the game against Rangers with the, the tackle, but um, by all accounts, he's doing quite well at Livingston. So. Well, I mean, this, is, this is the problem. I mean, it's not just the fact that well, Celtic have got players, uh, youth players, in the, that they can call up, but there's a lot of other ones that are out on loan at the moment. I mean, um, well, you've got Darnell Fisher, he's at St Johnson, I think it is. Um, 
I think like Finlay's obviously like Finlay get sent off at Kilmarnock, yeah. Henderson's at Hibs. Uh, I suppose technically Ryan Christie's at Furness. Yeah. Uh, but we've, I think Owen O'Connell's out on loan somewhere as well. I'm not entirely sure where he went, but but he's, he's the other one I've seen coming out of the the, the youth team under Dyer. He played he played up in Inverness last season. I remember that. I suppose. Aye, uh, McGregor's been getting his chance a wee bit recently. Aye, uh, you would you would think McGregor's probably in my shout. Ironically, one of the other men I would have maybe have given a go in this game was Anthony Stokes, but uh, we've suspended him, so yeah. <laughs> he'll never get a game. Chance for Cole to play. Cole's no uh, oh, eligible to play because he, he didn't sign until later on, so uh, he'll, he'll uh, definitely not play. You'd ima- nice. You would imagine Chief G will play. Scott right. Allen. We're going to Turkey. Play the uh, Turk. Scott Allen likely to get a game I would hope so I think Scott Allen deserves to be in the team though because he's he's the one in, in the two games we played just well, obviously when I played the weekend there but last week maybe um, Bailey will get a game that was another thought I had I mean Craig Gordon hasn't been in the greatest of form so well, it would be good, maybe good to see him but it's it's kind of hard to think who else might get a game because as I said I just don't know I mean Blackett maybe Yanko at the, at the back is he going to change the defence yet again? That's a question. But I think I think Tierney's Tierney should definitely be playing. I, I think he's he's the underplace. He, he's the one that the the youth players that are in the youth squad at the moment should be walking up to going. There's what I'm aiming to do here. Aye. So I will see. I mean, it's, it's to me the big game last week's the Johnson game now because there's nothing to play for in Europe now. Job was done last week or in the last game, but it wasn't Ajax. It's just that's the sad truth. It so. Uh, but yeah, I, I hope we win. But I hope I, I'm more in, I'm more inclined to hope that we play some of the, the sort of second string players and see what they can do and give them experience and and hope we can maybe develop some youth. And if we can get, I mean, even if we get a bit of experience out of this and it's somebody that goes on to play well next season, it's been worthwhile. Yeah, I I, I think uh, in terms of you're kind of quite torn. I'm worried fans about whether I want to still be in Europe or not. But it's not really affected you playing in Europe in terms of the playing in domestically afterwards because no, in fact, some of our best results have come after the European exactly. games. So, yeah. uh, but then I suppose it's, it's more more so as it goes deeper into the season with injuries and suspensions start building up and stuff like that. Yeah. But but it's not. I mean, we've got this game and that's that. So it's not as yeah. it's going to affect us much too much longer. Exactly, that's it. So. So, aye, that's the coming Thursday. Um, obviously, that means uh, the St. John's Celtic game's on the Sunday. But, um, aye, thanks to the, the postponements and the, the fixtures, like you say, Aberdeen could be a point behind us by the, the time we kick off. So, will we move on to the predictions and start off with the, the Aberdeen Hearts game? Aye, probably should. Well, Hearts have obviously had a break, but they'll be... Aye, but we've trained ready for that game on, uh, on Saturday, which obviously never went ahead. So it's it's a break, but they've not really prepared for it as if it's a break. So they'll be looking for revenge, obviously, after what happened at Tynecastle earlier on the season. <sighs> I, I think we'll, I, we can win. Go first three in a row. I will go two one. Damn it, that's what I was going to go for. I, I think the fact it's Petodri. Um, I think is the thing that plays for it. Uh, that goes into your, your hands. So, um, aye, I'm inclined to say two one. I think it'll be a close game, but aye, I think two one's probably the, the right score the line there. So, uh, but Aberdeen are pretty decent odds for once at home. Ten to eleven. Uh, 
the draw is thirteen to five in Hearts or three to one. I think that's probably a bit big in Hearts, to be honest. It's, it's reasonable, right? I mean, if you if you fancy three to one, it's, it's maybe worth it. But let's say I, I, I don't really see past Aberdeen winning it. I mean, he's won the Tynecastle pretty easily, from what I remember. We did. Uh, well, I know you were at the height of your, your kind of you were at the height of your uh, run, and Hearts had just kind of gone in a slump. So probably the, it's probably the best forty-five minutes they've played this season. Yeah. Uh, the second half, I didn't really have to do much. We just kind of closed close shop. Yeah. Right, it's on Sky Sports Two. Aberdeen Hearts, by the way. Yeah, Sky so Sports Two. It's your half twelve kick off on Saturday, and then that takes us on to. Three o'clock kickoffs, and we'll start off with Dundee United versus Partick Thistle. That's what's my turn to go first. Aye. You kind of think it's got to happen for Dundee United at some point. At home to Partick Thistle is maybe the time they want to do it, given the the, the relative um, positions in the league at the moment. Um, you know what? I'm going to back them to do it when it's about time. I'm going to say 2 1. 2 1. Yeah. Aye. I'd be inclined to think the same that they've got to get a, they've got to get a win at some point, um, and pro- sooner rather than later. <laughs> that it's that's all. Much as it's been good for them recently, they are one of those teams that they're generally quite inconsistent over the the course. Um, but it means Dundee United scoring two goals, which uh, is a thing. Um, but well, the number I, of chances if I had they're bound to score two goals at some point, surely. I mean, it, potentially it could end up, you'll get a get out, you'll get one of the freak games that they'll come out and they'll be like 4 0 Dundee United or something like that. Right. Um, I think the, the problem I've had in the last couple of weeks is I've been playing against a really good goalkeeper. Because the Hamilton keeper's been pretty good this season and Jamie McDonald's been outstanding at times. So that's, that, that is their last two games. So. Aye. <laughs> I, 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 I don't think the official keeper's quite in the same bracket. so... Paul was just thinking of wasteboard for the role. You wonder why. Aye, aye. It's not as if it's not as if it's been super saves. <laughs> aye, um, I, I'd, I'd actually be inclined to go for the same. Two uh, one. Dundee United are twenty nine to twenty. The draws five to two. And Partick this one is ninety five or ninety five. I still much as we're both back in Dundee United and Partick. I'm not betting on it. Because one thing, it's Dundee United and they're, like, they're, we're only betting them because they're due a win. And for secondly, it's Thistle. And how many times have Thistle screwed a bit in this aye, first, yep. over, the sea, over the last few years, to, to be honest? So, aye, I wasn't touching them anymore. Alright, next up, what three o'clock games is Hamilton versus Ross County. They're both teams to score if I've seen one. Well, aye, if you're looking at that, <laughs> Hamilton have had nine both teams to score and so have Ross, so Ross County. County yep. uh, Hamilton, I'd be inclined to go for a draw here, mm-hmm. and I will say 2-0. I see, I was going 1-0. So, go right, 1-0. Right, go 1-0. Um, so, in terms of odds for that game, Hamilton are 31-20, the draws 5-2, and Ross County are 17-10. So, the bookies on there, too sure it was out of that now. Yeah. Fair enough. Right, next, Inverness versus Kilmarnock. Inverness and our team in the weekend off. Um... Inverness haven't been overly great at home, have they, this season? They've not. Uh, certainly their last six games, they've only won two out of six. Yeah. They're not scoring a lot of goals, apart from Story. Nah, they're kind of missing Ryan Christie. And then if you home. look at Kilmarnock, Kilmarnock have been all right away from home. Right, that clinches it. I am going 
I'll go 2 0 Kamarnock, actually. Oh, you're going 2 0 Kamarnock? Mm hmm. Right. Uh, I think maybe the weak break might have done Inverness good in terms of Inverness working on a bit of defending. So I will go for my third. No, actually, I'm no backing Kamarnock to score last week. I'll go 1 0 Inverness. Uh, story to score. Uh, <laughs> the odds. Inverness are three to four. The draws eleven to four, and Kilmarnock are eighteen to five. Oh, that's tempting for myself. <laughs> tempting for yourself. Aye, I think Kilmarnock won though. I really do. Um, probably, I probably should back both of the teams to score because they've both had ten both teams to score games, and both the teams have only kept two clean sheets each. So I, I don't know why I've done all that study in a form. <laughs> I'm backing. Uh, yeah. I know. I'm. I'm. I'm kind of tempted now to change the two-one Kilmarnock. Aye, uh, yeah, like I would know. In fact, I. I don't. I don't usually do it, but I'm going. To, I'm going two-one Kilmarnock. Yeah, I may actually change the Inverness to Kelly one actually. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the same result, but just uh, both just 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 way around. Aye, okay. The only, the only thing is, what just the both teams just go what they don't generally score much. Probably one all would be better, but aye, I'll go two-one Inverness. Right, okay, so the final Saturday game is Mullable versus Dundee. Um, throw a six to start with this one, I think. I think this could end up uh, a return to the, the one Oaks for Dundee. Dundee in the last six away games have drawn four. <laughs> Motherwell, I can have drawn a few as well. All four of them were one each, if I remember right, as well. So, and then obviously uh, they lost the other uh, the weekend. Aye, so. I'm going to go for one all. So am I. Uh, <laughs> I just aye. The odds for that game: Motherwell are six to four. The draw is twelve to five, and Dundee are nine to five. Dundee really need a win though because they could quite well, quite easily get dragged into the relegation battle because they've only got one. I think they've had one one in the last nine games, which pretty poor. Yeah, they're heading that direction. Um, I do think though that they'll be they'll be safe because they have got goals in their team, much as they do concede goals. They've got a good few players that can score goals. I'm just like this. Currently, I have every single team scoring. I will footy gaffer mentioned to me last week. I'm he somewhat thinking St. Johnson Celtic is likely to be both teams to score as well. Aye, aye. There's been quite a lot. If you look though, there's there's loads of games that have been both teams to score in the league. Um, but. I think it'll happen again this season because I, I do think there's not any great defences in the league um, no I, th- I think I, it could happen this weekend I'm just well, I haven't predicted the last game but I've got five so far I've got all all teams to score so I might have a wee pound on it just to it's a worth a punt I know what's it lose a pound it's a bit of interest at the end of the game exactly. isn't it? I'll probably be scuppered by about two o'clock on Saturday right enough when Aberdeen were like two nil or something I'll take that. I'll take that. <laughs> yeah, back to back clean sheets. Uh, right, okay, so we'll, we'll move on to the final game and predict that because it's 12.30 kickoff on BT Sport 1, St Johnson versus Celtic. I am going to have to go. I'm going to back Celtic to win 3 1. Oh, are you? Yep, same result as we uh, had at Celtic Park, I think. I definitely would be backing both teams to score in this game. Uh, because even Celtic, their defence hasn't been that great this year. 
they've had nine both teams to score games. And I mentioned they're also about St. Johnson. Um, the, the irony, as I said earlier, the last time we went with Dylan Park, it was nothing each. So, <laughs> I, I mean, the, pro, the, the two form teams in the league, Celtic and St. Johnson. So... Aye. <sighs> Let's see. I'm going to go for a home win. I am going to go for 2-1 to St. Johnson. Um, and St. Johnson have played good price in their form. Okay, they're playing Celtic, but St. Johnson have 17 to do, which is a really good price. Aye, that's the Celtic odds. Um, which is ridiculous and, and probably worth a pound. The draw is 4-1 to and Celtic are 1-3. So, aye. Aye, if you're, if you're, if you're up for it, that's, that's a good bet. Celtic have got to come and stuck after Europe at some point, hopefully. But, uh, that's pretty good odds for St. Johnson. We know what happened there, probably a nil-nil draw after. Uh, and it will say both teams to score. See if, I, see if I'm sitting on the, like, the previous five games of all being both teams to score and that one screws up, I'll be the way to Well, I predicted both teams to score for all the games as well. So I might have to have a cheeky pound on it as well. But looking at it, oh, I, don't, I don't see why not. Uh, no, I know, it's, it's all pretty reasonable stuff. There's a lot of teams in there that are quite good at the both teams to score and they're playing each other and it's, there's other teams that don't have great defences that are playing each other and then there's, the, the, like we said, the top four are all playing each other as well. So it's, it's well, a good, I think it's a good weekend to do it. Even the teams that are struggling to score early on the season are kind of coming, to the, coming good. Like Partick has already struggled to score at the start of the season. And the United have to score at times, come on it. But aye, they've all been all right. So... But I don't, I don't know whether we've got anything to pick in the charity about because that's, uh, that's a big problem it's for, the, for there unless we were to do a wee both teams to score but um, you don't really get that great odds a lot of the time no but a lot of the, the both teams to score odds are rubbish so um, I don't, I don't, I, it's never really worth it for the charity but for your own bets maybe but for, aye, for the charity I bit. think so but you've got down the leagues I think 11 to 10 both teams to score in the St Johnson game which is a good price. That's, that's pretty reasonable. But if, that's, you're a, if, you're a, if you're like Black Dog on the forum and think he likes a, quite a big punt in the both teams to score, then I think he might be over that. The odds have just, it looks like odds have just changed on my bookie. Or in the process of changing. Right, if you stuck a pound on all 12 teams to score, it's 44-24 at returns. So there you go. That's what I'm doing right now. <laughs> Aye, it's definitely worth a go. Um I'm looking at the championship, but I'm kind of struggling to pick out anything there. The only oh, thing we need a first maybe, goal for a bit as well, don't we? Oh, I come that to, to that last though. Only because Aloha are that bad. Uh, Livingston maybe seven to ten at home against Aloha could be a possibility. So Aloha have only bought one one game. We're still sitting five points. Really, think it's not great, is it? That's no great when I'm looking at the championship. But to look at League One, I'm always going to think about Ayers and Infermland, but they're playing each other. So, mm-hmm. that's not great. I and see that, that we're talking about Scottish football. It's, the League One has got the top two playing each other as well. This is, aye. This is some weekend. I mean, even, and, even, and the, I even, actually, even in the championship, aye. It's a top four. Aye. <laughs> so... Name one, name one of the white bet, man. You know what the white does your league, too. 
one possibility, I'm just going to check to see what our form is like away from, mind you, not been great form recently, maybe it was at Albion Rovers, our 15 to 8 at St. Louis Muir. But I want to just check what the away form's been like, because I think they, they were sitting quite well and they played air and Fairmland. I tell you, I tell you what's reasonable. It's four for at home at Cowden Beef is nineteen to twenty. Aye, how aye. Four for aren't in great form, so but neither are Cowden Beef. Well, what are ways, didn't they? In the weekend or uh, not? Weekend, well, aye, maybe the game. They, they won uh, in the cup against Queens Park. Aye, well. And they're playing Peter Head tomorrow night as well. Oh. Clyde are eleven to ten at home to East Fife, which might be all right. Aye, Clyde on a decent run, so aye. They've been on a decent run recently. In fact, uh, home, get, home game in the league too, that sounds like a good bet. I would take Clyde, that sounds good. I'd possibly attempt, let me just see what else, I'd possibly be tempted by Elgin as well. Um, I would take Albion Rovers away from Nah, probably not touch Albion Rovers in no. terms of their away form. Uh and Airdrie are quite insistent away as well. Mm-hmm. Any of the teams at home? What about Peterhead, maybe? Like Breakin City. Breakin. It's 5 4. But Peterhead's away form's terrible. Mm-hmm. They've only won one in the last seven, so. When they touch that, Well, just going by form. It's got. What's. Dumbarton at home is St. Martin's almost kind of tempting. It's 29 20 for that. Was it four for the, no, I don't know. Four for the Hemicowden Beef was the one I was picking up. Well, actually, aye, because Cowden Beef away form is awful. They've had one win out of the last eight. But actually, that might be the eight games they've actually played away. Their home forms are alright, but away they've been awful. Four for have had a couple of wins at home, so. Aye, the, pro- the, pro- for the problem with Forfar and Clyde is you put ten pound in that and you get a return of forty pound and ninety five, and we need to knock, knock your steak off that, so you get thirty quid. See, to be honest, this weekend's garbage for putting, so I would just go with the double and take the thirty quid. Just go that. There's nothing out. The, uh, oh, the other possibility uh, could be Queen's Park at home to Broth. Seventeen to twenty, because. Aye, that's not bad. Haven't been great this season, mind you. Which could, could be an option. I tell you what, if you made that a treble, ten pound would be seventy-five, seventy-six. It would have done. Clyde Force so, for Queens Park. If you think that might be alright, I think I'd be more confident in Queens Park winning. It's, it's, uh, it's three homes. Forfer, to be honest, it's three homes. Ah, it's, well. it's three homes. It's nothing, nothing mad. So, aye, let's go with that. Clyde Force in Queens Park. Ten pound is seventy five, seventy six. Right, now we just need a first goal scorer. Aye, Rory McAllister. Oh no, we put head rubbish away for him. Sorry, well, they're not great away from home. Ah, Hibs. See Hibs. You know that there's goals in there. Aye, but could quite easily be Falkirk as well. Yeah, but it's just picking the right one. I'd be more inclined maybe to go with Cummins uh, if I was going for a Hibs player. See, I reckon Falkirk are just as likely to get a goal. Aye. We did mention about Gormley last week, didn't we? For Clyde, but then we've got Clyde in the truck. Can we do that? There's nothing to stop us, eh? David Gormley. I'll have a wee word with him on Twitter. 
Venture on. Oh. Could be an option. The other one could be, I don't know who is, who's Arnon's top striker, just because Arnon are I don't know, he's struggling. Gormley did get player of the month in the two. Mm. You know what, let's go with Gormley. I, I don't have any better options. Everybody would use their picks, but in the games are not too confident it's about. A, the, Aaron's top scorer is uh, Osadola with seven. But I don't I don't know whether he's... Like Gormley's only scored six, but he's in a good bit of form. And as I said, last week he tends to kind of score goals and kind of... Bunches. So. Alright. Aye. Right. Gone like Clyde and a treble with Clyde for in Queen's Park. Job done. As as usual, the first goals for our odds will follow later in the week. Yeah, on the RSFF podcast on Twitter. That's it. Alright, that's, uh, that's, 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 that's a short one over That's a short one over how long are we going for yeah. now? Uh, <laughs> over an hour. An hour, aye. How did we manage that talking about three Premiership games and a handful of Scottish Cup games? Who knows? Oh, because you talked about a topic as well. Aye. Which is worth talking about, so. Uh, as, uh, the, the weather continues to be absolute garbage. Uh, I'm sure it won't be the last time the games are postponed and this issue crops up, so. Yeah, it might become a hard running theme, but you never know, we might, we might hear some change in the next month or two. Aye. Well, it'll certainly be interesting to find out what happens when they, they announce the details of the, the League Cup changes. I have heard a rumour something maybe getting announced tomorrow Ooh. by Brian McClare regarding Scottish football but I don't know whether that'll be more Brian McClare? Brian McClare Like the old Celtics <laughs> Ah, he's involved he's a uh, he took over from Mark Watt Oh so he did He's the is it performance today Aye, you know what I forgot that kind of type job um, I forgot he did that but so Alright, fair enough. Well, that's typical. Announce stuff on a Tuesday after we do a podcast on a Monday. Aye, exactly, aye. And then by the time it's been, been measured, we'll forget about it next week. Aye, probably. I still can't remember what day the cup draw was on. You've told me about three times, it was Tuesday. Tuesday. <laughs> Tuesday, it was five past two, actually. Aye, there you go. Right, well, I'm out of stuff to talk about, so. Aye, no, I think the same. Uh, the only maybe thing we mentioned about. Uh, they were talking about Warburton getting linked with jobs. Stubbs is the other one. Yeah, he got linked with a Reading job. Uh, mm. But I don't know whether that's just maybe the media trying to unsettle. I, I think Jonathan Sutherland is on some kind of like, pay you go. Every time you mention a link, you get extra money. Bonus. Uh, I, would, I would see Stubbs as more likely to go than Warburton. Stubbs is quite highly thought of in England because of his time coaching at Everton. But again, Warburton's quite highly thought of because of his time at Brentford. It was short, yeah. but it was actually it was pretty successful in the time. So, and obviously they're both doing a pretty decent job at the moment. So, it's just a matter of how much does people in England pay attention to <laughs> it. the championship. Uh, I, I need to just laugh at just when I was. I thought I'd have a look at the football gossip for today. Supposedly, oh no, it's near beyond. I suppose that's fair enough, but. Uh, beyond's oh. agent thinks he'll move on for ten million or summer. No, he doesn't. So. The Daily Record printed that this morning, and the, later on in the morning, Celtic put out a, a statement saying, rubbish. Aye, he just agreed a deal. Aye, L- L- aye literally. It's just, he's just signed a new deal. He's quite happy where he is. So. I, think, uh, so. I think his agent has probably had his wee bonus out of that one for the next couple of months. But you never know with Celtic. We're a selling club at times. So. If the right man comes in with the right amount of money, then he'll be sold. 
whether he wants to go or not. The new contract might just have been to get bigger, more money for him. Uh, it's always possible. So, but no, I'd be probably covered everything, I. I think so. I don't think of anything else to talk about. Oh, aye, the, 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 there's the, the, the debt clearing of 40 Thistle. Did you read about that? Aye, with the, the couple that put money into logs as well. Aye, 161 million in one of the Eurovoids, so they paid out 40 Thistle's debt. That's brilliant. Fair play. That's not like it's uh, Armageddon's done well for uh, the top teams. Huh? The teams in the Premier League. Well, I, I, Armageddon and the Eurovoids. I think right. I, I, that's quite cool. I, if, you, if I won a Eurovoids, that's probably some mad day. Like you, you buy into football somewhere along the way. Especially you've got 161 million. Aye, well, how, how, to... how much a dent was that? The was dent making that? Not a lot, I would just expect. But aye, they, they own like 5% of the club. Apparently they've gifted about 20% to the Partick Thistle FC Trust. So uh, that's all about fan ownership. So. Fair play to them. That's, that's, that's a nice move. wonder who they'll spend the money on. No, I can <laughs> Another debt-free club in Scotland. Who'd have thought it? I know. That must be at least six of them. Six teams, I think. <laughs> so. Imagine Partick Thistle were to find a Eurobillions winner and Rangers can't. <laughs> All that time, they were going, Sugar Daddy, Sugar Daddy. Aye, they've been looking in the wrong place. Aye. So you need the six numbers on. There's no six numbers in the Eurobillions, is it? It's five... Like two stars or something. Five and two, isn't it? Aye. 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 You think I know that's the one I actually did? <laughs> oh, there was, there was one thing I did see. It was an English football, though. Did you see the thing about the. It was the Barnsley Chronicle? No. And it looked like possibly someone had hacked into their Twitter account because uh, I seen something on the internet. It was uh, so 42, so the minute 42. <laughs> Adam Hamill cuts inside, let's fly, let's fly and spunks all over Wigan. Because <laughs> 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 I, I can't even think what, what like, if it was autocorrect or something like that, I can't even think what else it could be. I can't even think what you were trying to say. If you know what I mean? But yeah, so that amused me. <laughs> uh, so if you see, if you see any other dodgy things on the internet like that send them to a, a SFF podcast please, please don't send dodgy stuff on the internet to SFF podcast <laughs> I'll look at that work aye f- football related stuff aye. football related work maybe. not just any old dodgy stuff <laughs> gotta be safe for work aye at least DM it to sweat if, you're, if yeah. you're sending the dodgy videos aye uh, send them to Chris's private account <laughs> <laughs> right let's be a look at this before it gets any worse <laughs> Right. All right, thanks everybody for listening, and uh, thanks again for coming on. Just us. Right, cheers. Bye. <laughs>